Hey everybody, welcome to the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about the delicious, certified, gluten-free breads, bagels, English muffins, and other baked goods that are made right here in Johnstown, Colorado. Canyon Bakehouse's gluten, dairy, nut, and soy-free products make it easy for families to enjoy the taste and texture of fresh bread so everyone can love bread again. Find them at any major grocery store in the freezer or fresh bread aisle, or purchase online and visit canyonglutenfree.com to grab a coupon. Off a high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three, it's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores, J.D. Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low. Hornung. Dunk! And here come the students. Leading by 10. Here's Van Pelt. He's at the 5. Touchdown, Colorado State. disrespected CSU at all in the way that I know you guys have playing the video obviously of them dancing on the field or do they have that right when you win the Yeah I think uh, you know personally when you don't you don't play well and lose the game uh, you're playing for uh, a, a bronze boot that's something special uh, it's a rivalry game and they have their right to be excited uh, I don't think you know you know I, I didn't take it as as disrespect they didn't tear up you know the field or uh, you know, any of the stadium or anything, you know, they, they were celebrating and, you know, but you want to show that to show, hey, don't, don't, because sometimes you forget what it feels like after a game when you don't win and then especially a rivalry game, you know, when there's, there's that celebration. I just want to remind the guys, you know, of any of them that forgot and then for the new guys, you know, what it was like after the game last year. Is that fight song driving you guys a little bit crazy by the end of practice? Uh, yeah, it's not as bad as Rocky Top. Uh, you know, we played Rocky Top, you know, the whole practice every time we play Tennessee. Uh, but, you know, it's got a nice little ring to it. But it's, Rocky Top was definitely uh, very, very annoying. It's not, as, it's not as good as our fight song, but, uh, you know, it's a fight song. Did you, did you change it because of uh, any requests from yesterday? Or? No. Uh, you know, David Stinkcliffe was in charge of finding something new uh, today. I kind of like yesterday's better. It was more annoying and a lot lot louder. I don't know if we were told to turn it down a little bit or not. Uh, I didn't get that word. Was it to say? I don't know if it was as loud as it was yesterday, but uh, it was still annoying a little bit. What is up, my Ramley? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. As always, I'm your host, Justin Michael. Excited to talk Border War Week. Started this podcast with a little bit of audio from Mike Bobo. You know, I kind of just asked him 
about the Wyoming players dancing and celebrating and chanting how it sucks to be a CSU Ram uh, on their home turf last year. Bobo gave the the correct political answer, you know. I think even if it rubbed him wrong, I think it would come off as sour grapes if he were to, you know, come out and just like rail against Wyoming for dancing on the field. So I think his answer was probably uh, smart. I don't necessarily agree with everything that he said. Um, You know, the thing about this rivalry is Wyoming genuinely hates CSU. Like they, Bobo, and Bobo knows it. He said it yesterday. Like they hate everything about CSU. They hate, you know, they hate our colors. They hate the stadium. They hate Fort Collins. They hate the fact that, you know, people walk around here and hold their noses up, you know, acting like we're superior to them. You know, honestly, if I was a Wyoming guy, if that's where I went to school, if that was the team that had my allegiance, I probably would hate CSU too. Because <laughs> there is there is a little bit of a superiority thing with CSU. I think they, we kind of just, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to say we'd look down on Wyoming because that would be incorrect. There's certainly a level of respect there, a big level of respect, and as there should be with any you know, rivalry that's gone a hundred plus years. Uh, I, there's some dispute obviously on how many matchups there have actually been, but whether it's 109, 110, who cares? Um, this is a really cool rivalry. It's just one of the more historic ones. And so I thought it was interesting that that was kind of the answer that Bobo gave. I asked some of the players as well. And Jamal Hicks said, you know, they have the right to dance, but it was certainly something that they're going to have in the back of their minds. I think having it, the video play on loop for three hours yesterday and during practice probably, probably was a nice little reminder. I'm sure that had to be absolutely brutal. Uh, he kind of joked with us. He's like, you know, they want to return the favor. Uh, Kelly Lyle asked Jamal specifically, like, are you guys going to do the same thing if you guys went up in there? And he basically just laughed and was like, you know, we'll have to see uh, classic Jamal. I mean, he has a great personality about it all. Um, I don't, he's just been a great leader for this defense all season. And you know behind closed doors, Jamal is the kind of guy that is telling them, like, enough is enough. We got to go out there and win a game. I mean, I played that audio from him a couple weeks back, and I wrote about it as well, uh, him talking about how he wanted everyone on this team to just have more hatred for their opponents, but especially these, you know, final opponents, Air Force, Wyoming, Boise State. And I just, I totally agree with him. And Logan Stewart kind of matched that sentiment this afternoon as well. I asked him, you know, straight up, did you feel disrespected? And he was like, you know, honestly, even though we lost and they had the right to do so, like I I did feel disrespected and I still do feel disrespected. So that was something that these players took to heart. I hope that it's something that fuels them in this matchup against Wyoming. Obviously, you want a competitive game between these two teams. Um, a lot at stake. I mean, bowl eligibility aside, I think just the program just needs something to be excited about. They need something to be happy about. There was a nice little reprieve during that three-game winning streak, uh, but I think in the back of everyone's minds, everyone knew that the games that really mattered most were still yet to be played, and so it was 
kind of hard for people to enjoy that three-game winning streak knowing that you still had Air Force, Wyoming, and Boise State coming up. A trio of teams that have just absolutely dominated CSU over the last, well, I mean, Boise State, obviously, CSU's never beaten. Bobo just has struggled with Air Force, and Wyoming over each of the last three or four seasons, depending on which rivalry you're referencing. A lot at stake this weekend. This is a it's a big game. It's going to be on ESPN2. I am curious to see if they'll play that uh, video that I posted of Wyoming dancing during the broadcast. If they do, go ahead and grab a picture of it. Tweet it at us because we'll you know, miss it when we're at the stadium. But I'm really excited for this game. It seems like the players are going to be up for it. I mean, you should never have any trouble getting up for a rivalry like Wyoming. This is one of the biggest games of the year. It should be, honestly, this should be the biggest game of the year every season. I know that the younger generation has really uh, leaned in on the Rocky Mountain Showdown being the the number one rivalry, the the game that everyone cares about most. And if, if that's how you feel, I'm not necessarily saying you're wrong because I get it. I mean, I it's... It's been so heated, I think, over the last five or six years between CSU and CU in particular. It's gotten kind of nasty, and I think to an extent that's why a lot of folks feel that way again. It's just kind of been reignited. But, you know, if you're talking about historical context, I mean, this CSU-Wyoming, it's it's up there with all of the great rivalries in college football, and that's not hyperbole. It's the longest consecutive rivalry west of the Mississippi. That is a big deal. This is a game that has conference implications. I mean, Wyoming and CSU this year obviously aren't really playing for a conference championship, but in years past, that has been an option. That That's, you know, the dream at some point. I, I would love to see both of these programs get to a point where, you know, year in and year out, they're winning nine, ten games competing, where this game really truly matters, you know, which one of these teams is going to end up representing the mountain division in a conference championship game that would be awesome that's that's just what i want i want teams along the front range to be successful because ultimately that's better for all of us it's going to be a better product the atmosphere would be so much better it's not going to be you know dead like it was in canvas stadium for that air force game you know i talked about it yesterday that air force game it was just such a just such a gut punch it was so disappointing to see how dull it was and you know, I'm not I'm not bringing that up because I want to rail against CSU or the fans. I'm not I'm not placing the blame either way. I'm I just you know I don't know what needs to change, but something's got to change. Something's got to spark it. And maybe a win over Wyoming is what it takes to to get some of that excitement back. I'm pretty skeptical of what that crowd's gonna be like for the Boise State game after Thanksgiving. I mean, you already are gonna have the students on break, which really limits you basically means that like you get guys like Jacob Hinsman, the Ram Ruckus people, you know, they the diehards, Micah, some of these people, they show up no matter what. Shout out to them and they really do uh they really do deserve a lot of credit cuz these these guys have been there every single football game, every single basketball game. Uh they just deserve a lot of credit. So shout out to the, you know the original people of Ram Ruckus, the OGs. I know who you are. A lot of the CSU Twitter community knows who you are, and they appreciate you. I certainly do. Uh, but, you know, first, before that Boise State game, we obviously got a big game coming up with Wyoming, and there's plenty to focus on with that. Um, 
I've got a couple of articles coming out this week that I'm pretty excited for. I've been working on one just kind of talking about the history. I got another piece coming out that's talking about just kind of what's at stake. And then I have a column just on why this game is kind of a tough matchup for CSU. So plenty of plenty of border war content coming out on the site over the next couple of days. Make sure you're keeping up with it. Uh, we're going to take a brief break to shout out our partners at Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, but when we come back, we are going to uh, talk a little bit of CSU hoops and then uh, just give my brief thoughts on the updated college football playoff rankings. Not going to go as long as I went last week. Last week, I ended up talking about them for like 20 minutes and went way overboard. Uh, so going to speed it up a little bit this time, but mostly talking hoops. i uh, going to tease some other stuff we've got going. So we will be right back. Don't go anywhere. It's time to take a second to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR Rams. From Colorado Core to Strawberry Sky, Breckenridge has so many unique options for you to drink on game day. Honestly, I wish I could just take Colorado Core and have that come out of my faucet at home. Who needs water when you have delicious beer? I mean, I know I sure don't. Uh, So visit Breckenridge if you're going to be in town. Check out the farmhouse, really cool atmosphere. They have so many different choices on tap. It's just a really great place to hang out, have a beer, catch up with some friends, really great environment, or, you know, just pick up a six-pack, bring it home, invite some friends over, flip the game on, watch a little CSU hoops, you know, make an evening out of it, treat yourself. Everybody deserves a night out with their friends, and the best way to do it is with a six-pack of Breckenridge. We play in basketball, we love the basketball. Honestly, I think it's just my goal to randomly sing on this podcast as as many times as possible. Uh, But let's talk a little basketball. It's the best time of year, college basketball. Listen, guys, college football is amazing. It's it's so electric. It's just, it's incredible. But I am particularly excited about college basketball this season. And, you know, part of it has to do with just, you know, the context. It's, It's obviously been... A difficult season for CSU football, a difficult couple of seasons uh, for CSU football, if, if we're being honest here. But, you know, basketball, they're kind of on the come up right now. They they have a lot to prove still. They have not, you know, accomplished anything just quite yet. But certainly a positive start to the season coming off of a nice road win uh, over St. Mary's. I talked about this on the whole show. If you missed my interview with him, definitely check it out. Uh, I'm going to be on every Monday, uh, usually around 1, sometimes 1.30 with Brady Hole to talk CSU hoops. Uh, so make sure you check that out. I really appreciate those guys over at 1310. Uh, good dudes. Always a lot of fun to talk with. But, you know, what really impressed me about that that win is the offense was it was awful, at least at the beginning. It, it really turned around in the second half. But when... You know, you start a game like one of fifteen from the field or whatever. It's, it's really easy to just give up hope, and especially on the defensive side, it's just kind of easy to to get to lax a little bit, and you know, have a couple minutes where you're just kind of not going a hundred percent. But you know, as we've seen with this team all season, they've they've just showed a lot of resolve. They showed a lot of fight, and 
I think it's really going to pay dividends down the line. They're playing a a really nice non-conference schedule. I mean, it's not like overwhelmingly difficult or anything like that. Uh, but you have a lot of just quality mid-majors, and you know those those are the kind of wins that are gonna one help you really improve. And and there's just there's just something to playing quality teams. You know, I this the point of this isn't to like rip on the the coaching staff from a couple of years ago, but they they really designed the schedule to win 20 games but not really ever have to face a lot of stiff competition and I I just don't think that was good for the program I mean there were a lot of things that were not good for the program with the old staff let's be real but the scheduling it's huge it's a big factor and you know as you saw I believe like 2014 with CSU that team that wins 27 games then ends up getting left out of the NCAA tournament because you know nobody respected what they did that would not be the case this year, you know, if CSU were to win 27 games with this schedule. I'm not saying that they will. I definitely don't think they will win that many games. I think there's a, a pretty decent possibility that they win 20 or more. Uh, we'll see. They they really got to play quality basketball. But the league is kind of up for the taking this year. I think there are some quality teams, uh, but you got some weird stuff going on. at Utah State with the Amos Kata hasn't played yet. Uh, look, I, I've had some conversations with people, uh, kind of hearing some, some weird stuff. I don't, maybe people in his ear saying, you know, don't play, don't risk it. You're going to go make a bunch of money, uh, when you go pro. Uh, so just something to keep an eye on, you know, we'll see. I'm not saying he won't play, uh, but I'm hearing some rumblings. So keep an eye on it. That's all I'm saying, folks. Keep an eye on it. Uh, you got a couple of quick, you know, early season injuries for New Mexico already. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. CSU predicted to finish ninth in the league. I said pretty confidently at the beginning that they're going to they're gonna finish higher than that. I put fifth in my preseason poll. I feel confident in that, in that still, that they will, you know, finish fifth, maybe even higher. So it's it's hoop season, guys. Let's enjoy it. Let's have a little bit of fun. Let's get some excitement back, you know, around the CSU Rams community. I know it's been tough with football. I get it. Hopefully they'll get a border war win. And if they do, all the fans will be excited again. And I can maybe get a weekend off where I'm not having 200 people in my mentions pissed off about Mike Bobo. Uh, But we'll see. Wednesday night, CSU, Arkansas State, really good team. Uh, definitely, if you're not going to be at Moby Arena, which you should be, I'm all about college basketball. It doesn't just start in March, guys. There's a lot of good basketball to be watched in November, December. Honestly, like, I really love, I mean, conference play is amazing because it just, it gets so competitive and everything, every single minute, every single game truly, truly matters. But non-conference play is a lot of fun. So tune in. I, I highly recommend it. You won't be disappointed. If you are disappointed, too bad. (laughs) All right. Anyways, if you missed the video, today we had a video come out on CSU Volleyball. Shout out to our rock star of an intern, Tara. She did just a tremendous job with this video. She kind of talked to some of the leaders of CSU Volleyball as well as head coach Tom Hilbert. Just asked them to reflect on this past season. It's it's obviously not over yet, but CSU already won the league. Uh, They're just tearing through the Mountain West. I imagine they will 
run the table uh, from here on out, uh, at least until they get to the NCAA tournament, of course. Step up the rest of the Mountain West. Come on, you're killing you're killing the RPI, and I know that there are other metrics that a lot of the coaches tend to look at and, and value. I think people around the country understand exactly how good CSU is. They they absolutely are a top you know twelve team, if not even a top ten team. They are phenomenal. But RPI matters for seeding, and because the Mountain West is so bad as a whole, they're just really dragging CSU down. And it's ridiculous because CSU probably not going to get to host if this continues. And that's just nonsense. I mean, with how many people continually show up for CSU and support this program, it would just be an absolute shame if they didn't get to play in front of their home fans. Because, you know, unlike a lot of these big-time programs, CSU fans are going to show up. They will be there loud and cheering. Let the Rams host, NCAA. If you're listening to us, uh, if I don't know, somebody send this link to the to the NCAA, email them. Maybe we'll start a letter writing campaign. I don't know. All I know is CSU volleyball deserves to host. Um, if if RPI is gonna hold them back, then maybe we need a different system. Maybe this uh, system doesn't work. It's a little antiquated. So let CSU host. That's that's my rant for the day. Uh, okay. We are going to talk about the college football playoff rankings just briefly. Uh, as I said, I just kind of wanted to give you a, a couple of brief thoughts. This isn't anything that I like super prepared or anything like that. Just going to go down the line. Going to just, you know, give my rundown. I'm a big college football fan. Keep up with it all. Uh, obviously, we talk about the different lines and stuff. Did not have a great week, by the way. Uh, with my with my bet predictions. I don't actually place these bets, but I like to talk about them. So, all right, Louisiana State University, LSU Tigers staying in at number one. Gave up quite a few points last week. I thought maybe they dipped below Ohio State, but now that they had the win over Alabama, I imagine if they keep winning, they will stay number one. I guess, depending on Ohio State, I guess, does in these next couple of weeks. Ohio State obviously stays at number two. Um, you know, these next couple of weeks are really going to be big for Ohio State. They've they've been just incredibly dominant. They're putting up video game numbers on both sides of the football. Um, I think they're probably going to rally with this whole Chase Young situation, another classic example of the NCAA dropping the ball. And But regardless, you know, they're phenomenal. Uh, they, they haven't played a ton of great teams from the Big Ten yet, and I think these next couple of weeks are really going to show us, like, how legit is this Ohio State team, especially against, you know, quality opponents? This is, you know, I'm not dogging them. I feel kind of the same way about Clemson. I don't really feel like Clemson has had to to beat anyone at this point. The ACC is just not that strong. Uh, but it's, it's really interesting. Georgia at number four at nine and one. Uh, they got a big game coming up still. Actually, a couple of big games coming up still. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. Alabama at five. Uh, Oregon 6, Utah 7, Pac-12 kind of interesting. It seems like the committee just doesn't really value uh, the Pac-12 all that much. I think Utah is really good. I think Oregon has been pretty dominant at times. I think, you know, you can only, you can't fault them, I guess, that the rest of the league isn't that strong. They're beating the other teams. They're winning the games. 
that they can win. Their only loss, obviously, to, to Auburn in week one, a game in which they pretty much dominated that entire time. So we'll see. Uh, Auburn hasn't really helped their cause of late. They've dropped a couple of games. So, you know, maybe if Auburn beats Alabama, that ultimately uh, helps Oregon jump up a little bit. But we will just have to see. thought it was really interesting that Penn State came in at number eight and Minnesota at number 10, even though they have the exact same record and Minnesota beat them head to head. Uh, you tell me. I, I, I don't get it. I know that, you know, basically like what I said with Ohio State, these next couple of weeks are really going to shake things out for the Big Ten. But why uh, why is Penn State ahead of Minnesota? It's, it's beyond me. Uh, Oklahoma only moves up one spot. They're number nine, even though they had that incredible comeback against Baylor. Um, I don't know. I guess the committee just doesn't really trust Oklahoma in that defense. I can't say I blame them. Um, but I'm I'm kind of rooting for the Sooners to do well this year. Jalen Hurts, one of my all-time favorite college football players, uh, probably my favorite modern college football player. Uh, so yeah, that's that's the the big thoughts. Uh, Memphis at 18, they're the highest G5 team currently. They pass Cincinnati, who's ranked 19, and Boise State 20. Those three teams, kind of the three front runners for that New Year's Six Bowl. Uh, Appalachian State still has a chance as well at 24, SMU 25. Uh, they, those those teams would kind of need Memphis, Cincinnati, and Boise State to drop a couple, but we'll see how this all ends up shaking out. It's going to be a fun ride to the end of the college football season. Uh, it's been a, a fun season, I think, so far. In general, it's, it's been tough uh, to be a CSU fan, but a pretty competitive slate I think it's a good year first year in a while where it's kind of wide open I don't think there's a you know two teams that you can definitively say are gonna be there I mean LSU and Ohio State definitely look like the front runners but you know you never know that LSU defense looked kind of suspect in the second half against Alabama I mean comparatively they're obviously phenomenal athletes but Ohio State hasn't really played anybody yet same goes with Clemson Uh, Georgia and Alabama have been shaky all year so we'll see. Definitely going to be an interesting last couple of weeks. We will be talking about it all, so make sure you keep up with us. Uh, plenty of content coming out the rest of this week. Uh, keep up with DNVR Rams for all of it. Shout out to everyone that listens. Scummy like Martin Scarelli Turn jam into jelly Then drink it like juice But water's the truth So I sip on that too Skinny looking kid With no car keys Like the only thing I drive Is RCRV He's got the stash Like Steve Harvey Oh I'm gnarly Like not for